Theater 1030, The Pedestrian, by Ray Bradbury. Adapted for radio by James Bannerman. Stockwell. Bob, it, it's a fine night. The streets look like a chessboard. Just waiting for us to move. Bob. Listen, I know you're there. Damn it, the hell open up. For God's sake, Len, you, you'll wake the dead. Or your, uh, friends next door. Get in here. Come on, get in here. Where were you, Bob? I was, uh, I was in the bathroom. Like hell you were. She had you. The TV set. This thing. Now, how does that old poem go? Uh, ah, yes. The head of Medusa lies in my parlor and stares. My friends are frozen to statues, numbed by Medusa's glares. Radiant fuzz collects in our ears while this new god paints life on our eyes. Head of Medusa, incredible sop, the new home of the Keystone Cop. Cathedral of Christ, dwarf size. Yeah, that's another thing for now. <clears throat> yes, yes. <laughs> what you really mean is, no, no. Well, are you ready? Ready? For what, Len? For what? This. The things I brought in the suitcase. But, see? Well, at least you put on your black pants, Bob. Huh? Oh, so I did. Uh, here's the stuff to go with them. Black shirt. Black jacket, black cap. We'll be identical twins. Almost invisible. All black. I see you brought tennis shoes, too. What are they for? So you'll walk quiet, Bob. Black shoes, shirt, and pants. You'd think we were criminals. In a way, we are. Well? I, uh... No, nothing. Can't keep your eyes off that TV set, can you? What's on that's good tonight, Bob? Oh, a great show. It's trick times ten. You should see it, Len. Grab a chair. It's I've really... seen it, Bob. Oh, of course. I saw it when it was called Fun Times Five, Sixteen for Show, Go for Broke, and Win Place and Showtime. I said, of course, didn't I? Yes, you did. Sorry, I've been lecturing again. You have been, kind of. I'd better run along now. We'll do it some other time. That's all. No, no, wait, Len. Go. Tell me what it's like out there. At night, without a car. In the open, I mean. Well, it's hard to say. Well, the air is sweet. It's autumn. The leaves run on the sidewalk and nibble your feet like a pack of mice. There's a good wind... Better than March. Boys should fly demon kites on late October nights. Better weather, more alive, cold, dark, than run before the wind. And the city? Well, even with the house lights off, so many pearls and jewels of light on the avenues and the beetle cars on the speedways. There's a hill not far from here. You stand up there and look down at all the stars in the city and up at all the stars in the sky. And you feel rich. And cry, I'll take some of these, some of these, lots of those, and you go home with fistfuls of diamonds. That's how it is, eh? 
Give or take a metaphor, yes. That's how it is. Oh, Len, don't forget your stuff. The black shoes and pants and things. Keep it. When you're ready, phone me. Yeah, I sure will. Oh, sure. Mead stands on the front porch, just outside the door, and lights a cigarette. In the room, Stockwell looks first at the black shoes and clothes, and then at the TV set. He goes over to it, turns it on, and fiddles with it. There's more going on here than just a look. Attorney Harvey McCullough said that he would produce evidence that goes... Will you? I'm going to get dressed and come with you. Good. Good for you, Bob. Mead waits in the doorway while Stockwell takes off the white shirt he's wearing and puts on the black one, tucking the shirt tails into the black pants he had already put on. Then he sits down and puts on the tennis shoes, jumps quickly to his feet, and puts on the black jacket and cap. There. How do I look? You look fine. <laughs> well, then, what are we waiting for? Bye. Nothing, Mr. Stockwell. Nothing at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> hmm. dark, isn't it? Your eyes will adjust to it. Then you'll see more than you ever saw before. Will I? Yes. Now, which way do you want to go? Uh, that way. Hmm? No, no. This way. Yeah, this way. Okay. This way it is. But uh, just one moment... Let's check. Check? Check what? Is there any danger? Very little. A little danger. No, wait now, no, I... No, I... no, no, no. There's none at all. We're in the clear. Well, don't just stand there. Let's go. One, two, one, two, march. We're on. So we are. You're not afraid? Afraid? <laughs> not me. It's fine, eh? Yeah, it does seem nice. I mean, yes, it, it's rather, well, excellent. Mm, the air smells good. Of course. Now look up there. Have you ever seen so many stars? Stars. Yeah. All the stars. They've looked up. Now look down at the front lawns. Well? What is that? It's dew. Billions of drops of dew on the lawn. That's right. Hey, listen. What's that? The crickets. Every night, and every night for a billion years before us and a billion years after we've gone. The crickets. I'm listening. How do you feel, Bob? I, I think I'm ready to walk a little faster now. Fine. Let's go. Oh, this is what you've been talking about for the last two years, eh? To be a, a, a walker in the city. It's better than that. Now you're a pedestrian. Am I? But I, I don't feel guilty. You shouldn't feel guilty. Well, yeah, but no one else is doing it, are they? I mean, look that way. 
five miles in a straight line. And look this way, ten miles. There's not a soul. The, the sidewalks are empty. Tell me, Len. How long is it since they were used? Look, uh, where I'm pointing. Hmm? Here's the contractor's mark. It shows this stretch of cement was laid in 1950. Forty years ago. <laughs> I don't remember my parents or friends ever using them, even then. Oh. Well, watch it, Bob. There's repairs needed here. You know, there's hardly a stretch of sidewalk in the whole city that isn't buckled from tree roots. Another year and the grass will cover it all. We'll, uh, pathfind our way through the wilderness. Hmm. Did people use them a lot in the old days? Did they? My father said... Well, anyway, you can take my word for it. The world was once wanderers. Men strolled along on Sunday afternoons in a timeless time, over beyond the hills, on paths, boardwalks, or cement. The world wasn't so full of things then. Now there's so much things have to move in order to make room for all the elbows, all the demands on your time. But once, oh, God, yes, men idled by rivers and said things that later made easy, lazing books. And they chewed grass. Have you ever chewed grass, Bob? No. Here. Here's some. Try it. That's bitter. Well, that's strange. I've, I've got some of the same grass, and I thought it tasted sweet. Wait. Listen. See the police there? Yes. A long way off. But it does come this way, doesn't it? They have one police car. One, mind you, to cover 50 square miles of this part of the city. And the chances that will come down this street are almost zero. Listen, listen. Can't hear it anymore. It's gone. Uh, you you were saying, was I? Well, you were remembering things that can't be remembered. Yes. In the olden times, men had eyes and ears. They saw and heard what they wanted. And if they got bored, they had to do for themselves to keep from boredom. Was that time better? They lived short lives and died miserably in want. But life was a, a riverboat then, passing the slow banks. Life's a rocket today. We, we fly so far and so fast that we've got no time to see the dust from which we sprang, to which we must return. Good God, Len, are you drunk? The more I walk, the drunker I get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, walking does get your brain out in your fingertips and your feet, eh? I'm... What? I'm covered with goose flesh. Yeah. Take a sniff, Len. What's that smell? Mm. Yeah. Someone cut their lawn today. Damn it, look. Look, the moon. Coming right up between those houses. Yeah. It's always been so big. I haven't looked at it since I was a boy. Yeah, I remember something we used to say. The moon has a baker man's face, all covered with flour and warm summer. <laughs> you see, Len, I'm I'm getting drunk too. 
What's that? What is it? It's all right. It's just television voices. See, all the houses dark. Just a few pale lights here and there flickering. <laughs> the banshee wails. Our cities are haunted. Haunted? Now look at this house through the window. The people, their faces, all milk white from the ghost machine. What do you mean, ghost machine? Think. Ninety percent of the actors we watch on our TV screen have been dead for 30 or 40 years. Yeah. That's right. For that matter, our whole telephone system is haunted, too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I never thought of that. <laughs> you can't get hold of a real person if you wanted one. It, it's all robots, isn't it? All. Yes. Tape voices from other years tell you the time, the weather, the, the wrong number. You're absolutely right, Bob. As the ostrich said, where is everyone? All those lovely voices. What were the women like when they recorded those tapes 30 years ago? Huh? You suppose some of them are still alive? Well, anyway, their voices are immortal. They'll be giving out wrong numbers for so many more years, we can't even think how many. <laughs> you know, Len, I, I was wondering, a family in that house we're looking at, if they knew that we were out here, would they be afraid of us? Yes. Listen. Even their dog's afraid of us. But why? Because we're breaking a cardinal rule of all societies that have ever been since time began. What rule are we breaking? We're doing what they no longer do. It's as simple as that. Oh, my God. The police are coming. Let's go. Take it easy now. Take it easy. There. It's gone. Tell me, Len. Have they ever... Have they ever caught you? The police? No. Never. Oh. But I, I think we better go back to my place now. But we've only gone two blocks. Well, all right. All right, come on. I'm glad we're heading back. But I wonder, do they ever miss this? They? Oh, I see. You mean, do they ever miss walking? I don't think so. It's easier to sit while others make shadow play with their hands on the walls for you. Make a rabbit or a wolf or a dunce or a demon. A man who's never had a shadow play show inside his own head never misses the fun he could have had by amusing himself. Have you had a, a sort of theater like that inside your head all your life? Well, not exactly like that, but... Uh, but what? I used to talk myself to sleep in a, in a dozen voices when I was about 12. Young, old, men, women, Swedes, Italians... I still wake up suddenly some nights thinking a voice has shouted at me. But it's only me speaking German in my sleep. <laughs> Everyone isn't as lucky as you. No, they're not. But what good is it? Thinking that way, I mean. Doing all this, like we're doing now. Won't it just make you more unhappy with our city? Maybe I'm waiting for... The day. What day? When the pedestrians inherit the earth? From natural to most unnatural and back to natural. That's history. One of these years, people will find they're sick. And they'll go into the fields the way dogs do when they're sick. And eat sweet grass. Well, I'm not sure I know what you mean. 
Do you... Do you... The patrol car. Come on, that spotlight's blinding. Drop down, quick. Fly flat beside me. This is patrol car, XC-19. Two prowlers are 89 Elm Terrace. Television night film G-52 now being exposed for identification. Stand up, please. Stand up. All right. All right, I'm, I'm getting up. XC-90 reporting. One man has stood up. Height, 5 foot 9. Age, approximately 40. Hair dot. Hair dot. Eyes gray-blue. Scar on left cheek. Bone structure, medium. Weight, approximately 165. What is your name? Leonard Mead. Hold your hands out, Mead, with the palms up and stay where you are. You, the second man. Get up. Do what he says, Bob. This isn't so bad. He throws hands out, Mead, palms up and stand back. You there, the second man. Get up, I said. Okay. I heard you. Hold your hands out, palms up. XC90, second man. Height, 5 foot 8. Age, 50. Correction, 49. No scars. Bone structure, light. Color of eyes. Second man, your eyes are shut. Open them at once. They are open. XC90, Color of second man's eyes, brown. What is your name? What is your name? His name is Robert Starkwell. Second man, what is your name? I told you, his name is Robert Starkwell. Second man, what is your name? Robert Starkwell. Robert Starkwell. Hold your hands out, Starkwell, with the palms up. Yes. Yes, sir. You, Mead, give your address. 42 Oak Street. Starkwell? Address. 67 Oak Street. Recording now. Everything you say is permanent. What'd I say? What'd I say? What'd I say? Is that my voice? Why'd I say that? Patrol car armed to shoot. Quiet. Bob. All right, then. I'll be quiet. You, me. Uh, what is your profession? Uh, I guess you'd call me a, a writer. No guesses are acceptable. Uh, what is your profession? I'm a writer. No profession. As you say, no profession. Stockwell, uh, your profession? Shoe machine operator. Speak up louder. I make shoes. I make shoes, but nobody ever walks on them. Uh, what are you doing out at this hour, Stockwell? I invited him to come out. Uh, yes, he invited me. Do not turn away, Stockwell. Keep facing to the front and keep your hands out, palms up. Now, you, Mead, what are you doing out at this hour? We're walking. Walking? Just walking. Walking. Just walking. Walking where, Mead? Nowhere. There is no such destination as nowhere. Oh, the nowhere is a very fine destination. That data is unacceptable, me. <sighs> oh, all right, then. Walking two blocks east, one block north, two blocks west, one block south. The Grand Tour. Data noted, me. The Grand Tour for what? 
to breathe the air. The what? He means the fresh air. I guess you shouldn't have said that, Bob. You got them all upset. Stockwell, Mead, at your home, 42 and 67 Oak Street, do you or do you not have a complete set of air conditioners? Yes, 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 of course. Then the question is repeated. What are you doing out here? We came out to look at things. To look? Yes, to, to see. Do you have television viewing screens in your home? Well, yes. Yes, I have a fine one. I, I watch every yes, night when... Mead? Well, uh, no. No? No. Well, you never told me that, Lynn. Well, it's, it's, it's broken. Your viewing screen is broken. On what date was it broken? Uh, uh last April. April? That long ago. Well, why didn't you have it fixed? Broken last April. Are you married, Maid? No. Nobody wanted me. That is correct. Nobody did. <sighs> Stockwell, are you married? My wife is dead. You have yet to explain for what purpose you're out here tonight. I have explained. Have you done this often, Lee? Every night for years. And you, Stockwell? I am responsible for him being out. Now, Leonard, you know I am, Bob. Now, listen, you in the car, uh, Bob Stockwell has never been out before. I came to his house just a little while ago. We had just started out. Uh, Bob's house is right there. My house is down there. You see it? The only one on the street with all the lights on. That's mine. Anyway, I put Bob up to coming out. Leonard! You have just begun, eh? You haven't been walking, Stockwell. Well, Mr. Stockwell. Well, Mr. Lee. Mr. Mead, the back door of this patrol car is now open. There is a cell in the rear of the car. Get in. No, Leonard, don't. Don't get in. Don't worry, Bob. I'll be all right. Stockwell, go home. Mead, get in. I'll call you, Bob. Is that a promise? It's a promise. Oh, wait, Leonard. Wait a minute. Where... Where are they taking you? To the Psychiatric Center for Research on Regressive Tendencies. Are you in the car? That's right, isn't it? That information is not filed. Repeat, that information is not filed. For God's sake, be careful, then. You be careful, too, Bob. No more night jaunts, eh? Don't stick your neck out. Well, I'd, uh, better get in this thing now. Because if I don't... No. No, it can't be. What is it? What's the matter? What? Well, there's nobody in the car. It's... Empty! That's impossible. I tell you, it's empty. I never saw one of those patrol cars close up before. But I've had a good look. And it's empty, all right. Well, I'll be damned. It's completely mechanical. It's a kind of traveling robot. Television, tape, film, radio. <laughs> I wonder if there's anyone alive at the other end. Wouldn't it be a joke if they'd all died years ago and the car just goes on all by itself, enforcing the law? Oh, God. What won't they think of next? Anyway, here goes. Leonard? Stockwell, disperse. Stockwell, disperse. Flynn? Flynn? 
the use. I told him. I warned him. I said it didn't pay to do things like he's been doing. And I was right. What I'm going to do now is... I'm going home and burn the black shirt and my black pants and these black tennis shoes. That's what I'm going to do. And from now on, from here on in... Damn crickets are getting on my nerves. I've been a fool. Glenn was a fool. Him and his, his crickets, his stars... And his grass that he chewed and, and made me chew. He said his grass tasted sweet. Mine didn't. It was real bitter. It's a light over there. It's Glenn's house. Lights in all the windows. They're awful bright. I must go and turn them off. Turn all of them off. Someone might notice. You can't win. You can't win. Theater 1030 has presented The Pedestrian by Ray Bradbury. <laughs>